This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. This podcast may contain explicit language. Hello and welcome. I hope you had a prosperous Lodi and may what you sowed, what uh, I'm, I fucked up. What is it? May what you <laughs> reap, what you sow, whatever you have sowed, may you reap it. नोटिस What? <laughs> yes, so we will talk to Hartosh about that presentation or speech. It was really a press conference related to the what would you call it? No, it was just a function on the thing. We, there was no press conference as far as I know, but there no was enough press asking question. There were some speakers talking about the case. In case you're wondering what Hartosh is talking about, well, you will listen on and you will know what you're talking about. The others on the panel are Manisha. Hi. Raman Kripal sir and Anand Hello. Vardhan. Hello. Uh, Anand Ranganathan is attending the Rice and I dialogue and Madhu is not well today so she is not attending. So um I hope you guys had a good lodi and may you reap what you sow. I got it right this time bro. <laughs> and agrees apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Hafta. When the public pays the public is served and address pay address served. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Uh, we have seen a spike in subscription. I think around Christmas, everyone subscribes. I think you just like to gift us. Thank you so much. Uh, this is the last week of our discount, the twenty-five percent discount we're offering. So for those of you who want to avail the discount, this is the last week you can. Uh, next week and onwards, you will not be able to avail the discount. So I urge you. Uh, and those of you who don't care about 25% aap koi bhi kar sakte hain also i'd like to plug we've restarted the awful and awesome podcast we've started one with our young reporters called reporters without orders so do check out both those podcasts and of course the hindi version of hafta called charcha so on that note um i'll quickly hartosh just read out what all is on the menu today i must admit i have been in meetings all day so i'm very unprepared which is so rare which is absolutely rare i'm not used to it but those of you who don't know ek bar hartosh ne mujhe taana mara tha उन्होंने एक टू मिलियन वर्ड की स्टोरी लिखी थी एंड आई डेंट रीड द होल थिंग वाइल डिस्कसिंग इट बट एटलीस्ट द फर्स्ट टू वर्ड्स यू शुड हैव रेड नॉट इवन दैट सो Aam Aadmi Party says we'll install CCTV cameras in classrooms. Parents can watch live. Trust you to start live. with the Aam Aadmi Party. There have been other more important <laughs> Sir, things. Sir, I have. Ekdam, I have. 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 So um, why go did include <laughs> <laughs> then rift in the judiciary that dominated the news cycle for almost all week but not in the most healthy way in my view I'd like to hear what the panel has to say about that the supreme court crisis led to videos of a raja meeting uh, you know uh, uh, the judge justice a raja sorry a raja ha raja ka mere raja ka baja bata diya har to she chal how do you pronounce his name d raja met judge chalmeshwar chalmeshwar and um, pm modi's principal secretary nirendra mishra dropped by to meet deepak mishra but he couldn't meet him I'd like to know whether the panel thinks this was uh, for the cameras. 
I want to know I don't know enough about this is there any subsidy for any other religion at all every religion every religion we, we love subsidizing pilgrimages oh i see okay cuz i know really? the paaj express ne kali chape hain paaj different kya kehte hain aapki delhi government hi kya kehte hain vaishno devi ke liye deti hai but the delhi government will give not a subsidy they will give free holiday to 1000 people i don't know how they pick those people i mean no, that's no, the, not the fair the express has a the list most. of five subsidies which are different states and centers so is this a very progressive move or is it just another dog whistle gang rapes shock india again in fact um there have been a series of rapes again in the news so clearly after the entire nirbhaya outrage not too much has changed the aadhar was again in the news today there was a yesterday there was a supreme court uh, hearing on aadhar yes is it yes. Yes. But, but nothing substantial has come yet or any indication of which oh, way nothing, is going nothing So okay, I still don't know whether I should get an Aadhaar or not. Hartosh, do you have an Aadhaar card? I've been forced to get Aadhaar. Oh dear I God! Last month, yeah, and under duress, protest everything. But I. मुझे अकेला छोड़ दिया तुम सब ने सिर्फ मेघना दी बचा है चलो मरेंगे तो साथ ही मरेंगे. And uh, Israel PM's visit Netanyahu's to India, uh, which has again dominated much prime time. I won't say debate; it was just cheerleading, which okay, I guess is fine. And we'll just. I wish Madhu was here. I wanted her to weigh in on the Aziz Ansari bit, although this is not Indian news, but it has become a big thing. And we just have one lady today on the panel. Um, so anyway, let's get you. And Praveen Togadia's lost, but Congress has found some affection for him. It is one of the most incongruous couples. Oh, let's not talk about Padmavat. We'll just talk about that in the awful and awesome podcast. So and of course, Mewani versus Republic. Should we start with that? Is that okay with everybody? Yes. Okay, Hartosh, your take on this? Uh, I'll just tell the audience that there's an independent MLA from Gujarat called Jignesh Mewani who was recently in uh, Maharashtra, in Chennai, uh, giving uh, not a press conference, but he apparently was talking to the press, and he asked Republic Mike to be removed, and a couple of journalists said no, and he walked off. some are saying that this see how the chennai media stood together which is the story i bought initially some are saying he was justified in removing it i'd like to know what hartosh thinks and have i represented the state situation correctly or was there something i missed uh, once we get all the mlas <laughs> <laughs> party correct, correct etc then yeah no look first i all my sympathies with anybody who has to deal with republic tv scrap <laughs> yeah i mean it's scrap it's not journalism but i mean i think that no one person should be in the position to decide what is journalism because the, the rss will decide somebody else's scrap congress will decide somebody else's scrap right i i think jignesh certainly heard for me it is a simple situation this is exactly what republic tv feeds off in any case hmm. and i still think that irrespective of what i think of republic tv that as journalist i don't think it is for anybody to decide who is a journalist who is not i think it is okay that jignesh does not engage with republic tv doesn't give them comments etc but if it's a gathering where he's addressing several people of the media then to pick and choose i don't think that's something i agree with or is viable that's right 
रमन सर नो इफ यू से क्वेश्चन ऑफ पिक एंड चूज यस इट इज नॉट राइट बट आई थिंक जिग्नेश इज विद इन इज राइट टू से डेट ही डजेंट वॉन्ट टू एड्रेस टू रिपब्लिक इवन इफ इट इज ए प्रेस कॉन्फ्रेंस इफ यू आर रनिंग ए काइंड ऑफ कैंपेन अगेंस्ट समवन I mean, uh, like, like in case of Shashi Tharoor, if you just start calling him that he is a murderer, he is a murderer, and in against Mewani also they started you know a different kind of campaign, but vilifying him all the time. So I think he is within his rights. So hmm. that's what I feel. Okay, Vardhan ji. Yes. So uh, I I was saying that uh, the um, position that it was not it had not to be Jignesh's call uh, the mic of which channel has to be there or not is a no brainer. It he can't uh, decide on that. But uh, um, the thing is that uh, what what why we have this kind of uh, polarized television uh, where we are addressing to a particular set of uh, echo chambers. Now uh, we underestimate the role of technology in that. Means uh, more and more TV channels are trying to sound like me and you. The way we hold our t- um, drawing room discussions or informal chats. So, uh, in pursuit of that kind of audience, they have uh, polarized their positions. So, uh, uh, when we, uh, uh, to an extent, political discourse also, uh, when they moved from uh, uh, the conversations of newspapers to websites and uh, um, social media and uh, instant. Uh, box office television appeal even political discourse shows signs of that and uh, even uh, say republic then then you have a, a different poll position so uh, uh, to cut a long story short uh, i am saying that after 20 30 years when we will be, be looking back at the kind of television discourse that was in say 2018 we we would understand the role of how uh, technology the um, social media evolution changed that okay although i don't know which drawing rooms you've been sitting in that if they're trying to sound like but if i spoke like that in my drawing room my mother would throw me out of the house so <laughs> drawing rooms means uh, any informal chats sure i, I get what you're saying ha huh, manisha ji i think view. anyone who thinks that jignesh mehwani was not justified doesn't watch republic tv and i do okay. night after mm-hmm. night what he this is not just propaganda he clearly during the uh, you know bombay band he said things like that coward jignesh mehwani is a coward he took instructions from the congress on phone to burn, burn buses in maharashtra that's the level of propaganda that you're dealing with absolute lies spread about someone mm-hmm. people who watch republic treat arnabs as a news person which he does present himself as would probably want to probably blame jignesh mehwani for you know uh, the bombay band and probably feel that he actually took instructions from congress to burn buses and this is not just one night night after night so how do you deal with that what does someone like jignesh mehmani who does not have who do, who's not uh, you know you'd never do that to say uh, somebody like a modi or amit shah who has that you need his interviews you need access and whatever so you'll never do that to him jignesh mehmani is not at that level so he doesn't have he doesn't have other media outlets where he can put his word out or whatever and you have this propaganda running against him so obviously he'll say i don't want to talk to you because kuch bolega bhi to uska they'll just twist it and you know the next two prime time will be about how look jignesh so you don't think it was anything as an like attack on press to gang and i think that he's justified but i think it wasn't a smart thing to do because like hartosh said it won't stop republic on the chennai thing i think 
even the times now guy who told jignesh that okay we are not going to ask him to leave and we won't take your bite if you don't want he was standing up for his colleagues as a reporter i understand that i have lots of friends who work in z who work in republic who i like who i know have taken jobs for various reasons and i mean i would also stand up for them as an individual not for the channel so reporters were also right and very clearly like shabir himself has said that i stood up for my friend my you know the guy i'm i've been on the field with for so long and not for republic tv Hmm, sorry you want to say something hartosh yeah look i think uh, the question is how do you deal with this yeah. and arnab is looking exactly for this reaction hmm. you know you can shrug it off this is the oxygen arnab needs shrug it off ignore it and get You're him out of it actually the, plays into the hand strategically into all this this is he'll run two days more jignesh kicked us out of the press conference that is all i mean arnab is desperate plus let's not look at it whether he would do this to modi or not he would not and it's not even to do with power he's a laptop of this government he's bloody playing to an ideology he's doing nothing his funding is dependent on it he's totally as i said doordarshan on steroids he's basically running yeah. the government but the best thing is to ignore it no if he is a lap dog he can bark let him do it every day if you don't give him something to feed off he can't feed off it you know my view on this is a i had initially thought it's a press conference it wasn't a press conference a couple of chans asked him for a bite and they were just for them it's not like he called a press conference and said go because had it been a press conference he said everyone's welcome except republic i would say no that is not okay uh not only strategically is it not okay it is not okay conceptually uh, and here i would kind of disagree with manisha on you know this times now guys saying i'm standing up for my friend first of all if you're standing up for your friend you're just being an idiot because your friend is standing up for shit uh if he's reporting for the republic then you're standing up for shit i think a distinction has to be made because there's a lot of bravado and a lot of journalists have tweeted that see what chennai media did this that and the other stood up for republic that's stupid guys that's dumb you're not standing up for republic please understand even if i were a journalist which i'm not right now and i were in the room i would say even shit has the right to be here i'm standing up for the concept of a press that is free and accessible i'm not standing up for a person or his cause and here the problem is a lot of journalists say they stood up for republic if you stood up for republic you're an idiot if you stood up for the concept of an access for all then you're smart and i think that position is a slightly nuanced position so yeah so those celebrating anyone standing up for republic dude uh, no no the, but you do stand up for individual reporters why the fuck should you stand up for simple. individual people need jobs sometimes you work sure, with networks so then so then but you, you say you may be a good reporter yourself you so know? but then the, the point is you know someone's you know desperate and they're going and slitting someone's throat theek hai stand up for him but that's no. an extreme <laughs> but the point is you have to see <laughs> the pla- if the person has been asked to do something so you, you can treat the person with dignity and respect you don't have to kick him in the shins and you know spit in his face and say, get out of the room but you don't have to stand up for him because then you're endorsing what he's doing but he wasn't doing anything he just placed his mic no, but i'm so just saying even... conceptually i i'm saying i am not standing up for republic i am standing up for the concept of an uninhibited press i am reexamining my position i nearly agree with you i don't so <laughs> <laughs> raman sir you were saying no, something no no i i no no he said that uh, the strategy i mean arnab wants this kind of thing i agree but but in this particular case shashi tharoor initially was cooperating with republic i think initially he had spoken with republic hmm. but gradually when he saw that he is being dubbed as murderer and there is one reporter who was chasing you know, him chasing him or surround kar liya tha tab charo taraf se ghere hue ghere hue the to i mean shashi tharoor 
I mean that strategy failed. No, there. no, but I don't engage. But you don't have to push them out. Push uh-huh. them out. You don't have to make yourself unnecessary. available. No, uh, from other side of the spectrum, uh, say Wire. Now last week, uh, a women journalist from Wire. Uh, posted something on social media, Danitri Dhar, that uh, uh, Dalit activists in Gujarat heckled her. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, heckled her, and when she complained that to uh, her editors in Wire, she was told that, please don't complain, it will derail the movement. So, hmm. so I don't think she was from. Uh, was she from the wire? Oh, she yeah, was from she the was, mirror, no. No, she was from wire. She is. What is the mirror? No, Mumbai mirror. Uh, there was one more reporter from Mumbai Mirror, which uh, who was with her. I see. Okay, so, I read the Mumbai yeah. Mirror. Was this reported? I mean, no. no she was so uh, uh, even media news, uh, say media news uh, watchdogs didn't take it up. So. Uh, now, when editors themselves became become uh, co-activists in a movement, mm. so it would derail the Dalit movement. And uh, she was, uh, uh, in a detailed post, she has said that uh, the activists said mm. that you are a Brahmin, you are a Dhar, you are a, and, uh, and they misbehaved with her. Mm. So there was, uh, th- this is a, a just a, a different kind of case of editors not uh, standing up uh, for the, uh, sure. For the, but what does that have to do with someone being thrown out of a press conference? How are they no, no. What I am saying is that here, at least, uh, Arnab with uh, on asteroids, at least, uh, stood with his reporter. Here, uh, here. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I I'm not the sure the connection. I think the, it's hugely problematic if this incident happened. I am not even ah, aware yes, of it. Yes, it but I don't see the connection at all. And I think Arnab standing up for his reporter. What his reporter is doing the same nonsense that Arnab is doing. Also, there are enough reporters from Republic who have said that they were bullied into something, and they've yes for first. So, yes. so, so I. But but that's a separate matter. That's Means, what I'm saying is that the editor didn't stand up. There is a different case from a, uh, on an opposite spectrum, like say Wire. That the yeah, but that's got nothing to do with a person throwing someone out of this thing. What I'm no, saying. No, I am not saying that both are same cases. I, I am just adding to, uh, uh, to the uh, discourse that uh, okay, the, there is also a case like this. Yeah, I mean, I I do. And it was hugely underreported. I have articulated. No, I wasn't even aware of it. Even I wasn't I aware of this. It, but I don't think. I still don't think she's from the wire because yes. I read that long Facebook post. From the no, she is from wire. She I mean, I, if it is, I think that's a case that requires separate discussion. Yeah, we should have we some should. facts before we us. But I, I don't see that wire. there is any analogy this side or that yeah, side of the spectrum. She is from wire. Okay. okay, so I'd like to now move on to. Um, Mignesh is, Jignesh is from the BJP. You can't tell me Arnav. and Arnav. No, I'd, I'd, I'd like to run run Arnav. Arnav. one quick email and then I'd like Hartosh to tell us. Um, that event, what it was about and why uh, it's important. This is from Vicky. It's a 71 word email. Wow, Vicky, man, Mia. Hi, I'm a subscriber for a year now and I love your podcasts. It would be great if your stories could have an audio link as well so that one could hear it on the go. I like your reports, but I'm not a reading person and I guess there would be many more like me who can benefit from this feature. Politico has it for some of their stories. Vicky, that's a very good idea. It's on our to-do list. I'm looking at Shubham, our producer. Shubham, we should start doing this with some of our stories. Um, audio, you know, it's like an audio book. You can read the report. We should give it to our subscribers. Uh, that's a great idea. Thanks, Vicky, for your subscription. Appreciate your support. This one is from Vijay. Um, he says, hi, Anil team. I have been a fan since early 2016 and became a subscriber in September 2016. I know you like short emails, so I decided to compose the first few points 
that I wanted to make in the form of tweets. As an active tweeter for more than a decade, I think it's better in tweet form. I enjoyed the first episode of Reporters Without Borders. It is actually Reporters Without Orders, not Borders. Reporters Without Borders, it's different. It was a refreshing change from the hafta format that we have all got used to. There was so much information exchanged with very little idle chatter. Good that Abhinandan acknowledged that. This is bound to become a big hit. Thank you. My email from my namesake and fellow Dr. Vijay read in Hafta 154 was spot on about the known predictable positions in the usual panelists. This is a form format of reporters without borders is innovative. Now that you have a Hindi Hafta, you should reduce the usage of Hindi in the main Hafta. Well, you know, Vijay, we'll try. But if some people are more comfortable in Hindi, I won't, um, you know discourage them from speaking in whatever they used to but yes I get it since we have a Hindi Aftar we'll try to keep this strictly English and lastly I want to gripe about subscription renewal I renewed my subscription for the first 6 months about a week before you offer the 25% year end discount I really shouldn't extend that courtesy to people like me who renewed or subscribe anew within a short while okay Vijay uh, you can just write to me at abhinandan.sekri at gmail.com <coughs> and I will make sure you get the benefit of the discount and we'll send you a tote bag I hope you're happy Thank you for writing and thanks for your support and thanks for your inputs. Hanji Hathorji, what, what happened? Why did it happen? It was one in several functions that have been held. I think it was a function held by the entire Kavita, Krishna and John Dial, etc. They just wanted to discuss what had happened in the lawyer case and I came and spoke about, uh, different people spoke. I think for the first time Niranjan spoke about how he came to do the story, which I think was very important. Everybody should hear it. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, an old associate of Judge Loya who had worked with him in the Bar Association, had been in college with him. He spoke. Justice Kolse Patel, uh, retired judge, uh, High Court Judge from Maharashtra, he spoke. And I think uh, Indra Singh spoke. And uh, I spoke there. I think everybody had a different version on the case. And Niranjan um, is, for those of you listening, is the reporter who actually was the first one to do the story on the Justice Lawyer death. So I heard a lot of people describe this as a press conference. It wasn't a press conference because then people are giving a twist that why are these people holding a press conference? It was not a press conference. There was it was no question answer. It was not even a discussion. Each one came and spoke. That's all. There, there were cameras outside. They all spoke to me. They spoke to different people. But there was no press conference. It was not meet the press, address the press. It was a gathering of audiences. The press happened to be there because they wanted to be there. I mean, if they weren't there, I couldn't care less. I mean, mm. but with this gathering, the new narrative began, mm. and the narrative was. Uh, the lobbyist you guys were the lobby you, you know you're lobby. part of the lobby you're the part of the lobby, lobby attacking loya san i part of the lobby ah, it began with time. Ah, time is now that is times now and oh, navika now and maybe arnab must be baki maybe arnab <laughs> <laughs> right. navika times now republic the let's leave them hmm. out you know let's talk okay, about so let's facts <laughs> issues ah. let's not people who sit and bark and wag their tails for the government actually count so uh, manisha why don't you tell us the issues that this entire press conference which was a press conference that the judges threw up although you must watch manisha's show on this uh, her latest <laughs> episode of tv nuisance tv nuisance but that's just more of nuisance addresses <laughs> that uh, but there were a few questions that this press conference threw up. If you could just... Not the press conference. Put the, no, not yours. The, so, the this is, so first is the Friday press conference, which was unprecedented, as many anchors said, uh, which was basically four senior most <coughs> judges of the Supreme Court uh, calling a press conference and saying that things were not well in the Supreme Court. They didn't really pinpoint what the issue... I mean, they weren't really... I think it would have been nicer if they were clearly saying things, you know, what is really wrong. But... The gist of it was that uh, the Supreme Court has a way in which cases are allocated uh, and they were not happy 
with the way the things cases were being allocated right now under Deepak Mishra, the Chief Justice of India, they felt that there were cases of national importance that were going to benches that he preferred, and he wasn't explaining why it was going to those benches. And there was also it was hinted that these benches were going to people not necessarily with the right expertise or the right sort of seniority required for those cases. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, journalists in that press conference asked uh, Justice Gogoi whether this was about the Justice Lawyer case, and he said yes. Yes. And uh, then, you know, they gave the they gave a letter that they had written to CGI. So that was essentially what happened. No, Bench I, fixing was the charge. No, but, aha, but I see a lot of clarity in this. I mean, there was not, they were no, not I mean, I would have it. liked if they would have said that this case no, no, They were not vague about it no. at all. In fact, they very clearly, they told, they cast aspersions on the integrity of the CGI. And I, I think, think that is as far as they can go as judges. Yeah, Going guess, further would be a problem. So, so let me be, I was there at the press conference. Oh, you I were? attended the press conference. Why were you there? Why was I there? I think I'm a journalist. You and Shekhar Gupta are both I'm, there. I'm part of some lobby I've just heard yeah. according to this baby <laughs> Arnab, whatever he is. So the fact is very simple. It wasn't, they said the lawyer was the... That was the proximate trigger. They clearly said this has been going on for months. There are many issues, many cases. And that particular morning, they had gone and met the Chief Justice again. And what did they meet over? That Justice Gogoi clearly said they met over the Loya case. And again, whatever they wanted to say on that case was not acceded to by the Chief Justice. That is why they were finally forced to hold a press conference. Yeah, they made that so clear. it is not as if they woke up one morning and decided we'll mm -hmm. have They've been trying to internally deal with the matter and actually have been taking up several cases. They, they explained the build-up. Raman is very clear. What they made... They've said it so clearly, justice is not being seen to be done by the mm. Supreme Court. Mm. And for good reason. And all of us who know that, this is the most we can say. But all of us know what is being implied. They couldn't have said more, Manisha. It is impossible to say more. Mm. But I Absolutely. think the implications are very, very clear. They pointed clearly at what is wrong. And that is rotten, what they are hinting and suggesting. And that's hugely problematic. It's not about experience of judges and few judges sitting there. It is far more serious. In simple, in simple language, they convey that all the cases are fixed. Hmm. Because the way they are being rostered, the way they are being directed, you know, to some benches, so they all uh, cases sure. are fixed. Hmm. So that's, and that should be and that they wanted to, you know, tell the public. I'd like to come back to Manisha before that, Anand, which is Wayne, uh, on the issues that this should have raised in debates, but didn't. It became, you know, yeah, mudslinging. But yeah, but after, after Anand. Hmm. Yeah, uh, so uh, I think people jumped the gun in ter uh, terming it as um, historic or fight for democracy and something. It was uh, something to do with the administrative functions of the Supreme Court and not the jurisprudence part of it. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a storm in a teacup which would be set settled over, a t uh, over tea. So, uh, not at all. But has it been? Not in the least. It, 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 it is in the process. I think uh, it, it would be not settled. In the process. Mm. I don't uh, think uh, it is. Uh, speak uh, as so, journalists so, about facts, what have happened. I am mm. not a journalist. So, second thing is that uh, it is not only casting expertions on the CJI, but also his brother judges. Mm. Because uh, mm. if it is a, a case of allotment of cases, mm. then um, casting 
as persons on the administrative, uh, uh, say, <coughs> prerogative of the CJI to allot cases. Now, to, uh, to people, who, uh, to judges who, to whom these cases have been allotted, it is casting as persons on them also. So uh, out of, say, 25 uh, judges' strength of the Supreme Court, four, uh, four of them have cast as persons on the rest, 21 of them. I think that's... Yeah, the CDI uh, is yeah. prerogative, you know, mm. as has certain conventions which have been set up set up for years. Well, okay. But so no, that yes. is, I think that is a question so, of trying to pit them against so, everybody. Which, uh, mm, which sorry. Mm. I think if, uh, re of, of course, reforms are needed in judiciary. There are, uh, are long-standing demands of uh, uh, reforms. But this uh, media spectacle, this show of, uh, uh, means uh, uh, professional grudges uh, and turf war of classing egos and professional grudges, now, making it in, into some very lofty issues of principles, I think it, uh, the media spectacle didn't pay off. If you profile all the four judges, the four senior judges, you will first of all notice that there is no, there cannot be any professional grudge. Hmm. Chalmeshwar is there for for donkey's ears, Gogoi is going to become uh, the next, the next yeah. So if you just see the profile of them, there's so no we probable cannot, cause. We cannot well, brush uh, this as a professional. See, this uh, is a very bad sort of categorization. It's also the official spin this government is very desperately trying to give to this whole issue. Hmm. And clearly, the facts don't weigh this out. Those four judges have not batted for any political party. They have not looked for glory themselves. They've staked everything with nothing to gain. Hmm. Justice Gogoi risks everything yes. and stands to gain nothing. You yes. know, and they have. Two other people who are subsequently in line to be chief justices to say it's four against 21 is rot. Within the judiciary, it's clear they have far more support than the government is claiming. Mm. The government is trying these WhatsApp messages, the same kind of narrative that I, we just mm. heard. Mm. The simple fact is they are saying something essential. It's not an administrative matter. They have said it's an administrative matter that is interfering with the very justice process sure. of justice. It is unparalleled in our history that we've reached this stage. These are four judges on whom the government is trying to get dirt every day. They are men of integrity whose record has not been questioned so far. We can go one by one and look at all of them. They are not batting for any political party. They are not batting for any ideology. They've stood on all sides of different cases. They have come together because they are worried about the very institutional sanctity of the Supreme Court. Sure. And I think everybody is trying to diminish it purely because they are batting for this government, which is really, ups to use a frank word, up shit's creek for whatever they've been doing institutionally. They've damaged institution after institution, the election commission. Sure, their track record hasn't been great. The, just one thing. That mot motives are matters of uh, subjective speculation. Of course we are. But you and ego, some sort of ego, uh, ego classes don't necessarily end up in tangible benefits. So then may not be professional yeah, but benefits, but ego class, uh, e egos always don't lead to benefits. Yeah, but even though everything is subjective, I would, you know, want to weigh in saying that even in case of justice, probable cause is something that is looked at. Even though realities are subjective, you base them on some evidence. I mean, I could say that, you know, I'm seeing horses flying in the sky because that's my subjective thought of what I'm seeing. But there has to be some evidence. But the two points I don't want to make. One is actually a point that is not, I mean, it's, it's a point... It's an observation that a Supreme Court lawyer made um, in a discussion the other day that I was uh, hosting. He said that he doesn't like, while he wasn't weighing in on the right and wrong of, you know, but he did say that 
at the supreme court stage he doesn't feel there should be anything like seniority like these judges seniors because when you become a judge in the supreme court you have got three or four decades of work behind you in the legal space so once you made it to a supreme court judge then who is senior who is junior is just a question of tenure it's not substantive in that sense i don't think these judges have, if we go back anywhere raised <laughs> questions about seniority or junior no, no, the, what they have said particularly that specific judges correct, are agree. being picked out yeah, yeah like that's very different was, from saying that is to do with no, seniority this was just or junior interesting observation of his but as far as this uh, which was also uh, attempted on um, uh, um, on prime time on a lot of debates that so these guys are questioning the integrity of all of them i think that is disingenuous and that is not the case it's like saying you know when azharuddin was match fixing then you're saying all 10 were match fixing because everyone fucking knew he was match fixing i mean there have been enough books written if you know agents of these sportsmen and i know many of them personally the guys who were fixing matches the rest of them knew they were fixing matches but to say that if that guy's fixing matches oh so you're saying all of them are fixing matches because they know yeah they know but they don't rock the boat they're just doing their job they go out and say we won't take money if you're fixing i'll go on with my job so we know azar fixed matches um was prabhakar proved in court of law mm. now are we saying that court has i think exonerated as okay but he, he was guilty at one stage but mm. what i'm saying is whether he fixed or not fixed the life ban hasn't been uh, lifted, lifted uh. but oh hansi kronia when he said he took money was all 10 culpable so i think that is a nice way of kind of just trying to pit them against everybody and making them the outsider i don't think it's a convincing argument i'd be very surprised if anyone actually who wasn't already committed on a position would be convinced by that argument that's my submission See, the issue was the roster was manipulated okay now you look at the cases how it was manipulated case 1 case 2 case 3 it's so clear it's so clear how the cases went to some other judges it would have gone to chalmeshwar and other now manisha rather than the debate becoming about who shook hands with who and how who went out <laughs> could you just list a few of the answers that prime time could have given us as this is trigger you had listed a few in the script of the upstairs i mean um, no i mean a to for a lay person i think just to make it clear what the because i personally felt that the press conference it wasn't really it didn't spell it out to me what the system was what are they alluding to when they say that benches are being fixed which cases were these that they were talking to i think the first day of the prime time we didn't really know which cases was he talking about hmm. except loya that was mentioned so i would have liked to know uh, what are these cases of national importance that we are talking about and uh, just basic systems of the system that they're questioning i think the prime time should have focused on that but it, of course it became about politicians and d raja and all that and uh, you got the raja right huh she yeah, said d raja the, <laughs> but i do think that if they're saying i mean doesn't it naturally then question the integrity of the judges to whom those cases have gone because if he's fixing a case if well, he's fixing question. a bench I, i think so so what you have to do is report on who the cases have gone to and have continuously yeah. gone exactly. to it pretty yeah. clear what is being said i mean why do we have to say that i think everybody should be reporting that i mean they should be reporting this case and so yeah exactly said, this case went to do look at the last 6 months of deepak mishra against whom by the way unlike these four judges uh, there are very serious and strong charges hmm. which he has himself and been part general, of judges deciding not general specific mm-hmm. charges specific charges specific cases from house allotment etc and i'm saying that because these are pending cases we are not saying this as some uh, speculation. speculation or tarnishing these are what are on record before us yes and 
in this case, we should look at the six months of his tenure and we should examine where the cases have gone to, which case has gone to where and look how these are being dealt with earlier. Maybe we should do a table ourselves. Raman sir, what do you say? No, it's there. Uh, the table had, had come. CJ, uh, CJAR, I think they had. Achha, CJAR Consorting for uh-huh. Okay, now before we move on from this subject, uh, one quick one, and I want to move to a related subject that is uh, Justice Loya's death and his son's and lawyer's press conference. The video was being circulated that, you know, Justice Chalmeshwara should not have met Mr. D. Raja mm. and that was improper and whatever. After that, PM Modi's principal secretary, Mishra, dropped by to meet CGI Mishra and he did not meet him and he went away from outside. <laughs> I want to reasonably know, maybe even within, be honest, how many people think that actually the, the, the principal secretary or the prime minister goes to the chief justice and gives a note under the bolo ki mein aaya hon, And he says, many mil And he says, many mil Like, when a meeting at that level is set up, is it set up? Achha, driver gaadi nikala, zara try karte hon, mujhe dekhen girni. How many people called it out? How many journalists called it out as ridiculously stupid? And... How many people actually realistically you think believe that that is how? I mean, it was a, it was it was an all earnest that that meeting. Um, let's start with this side. I mean, you think people believe that when people watch that on TV, or you think it served the purpose it was supposed to serve? No, in absence of uh, details, I cannot say. But yes, uh, he is one of the high, uh, means uh, highest ranked bureaucrats in the government. He can't be meeting the CJI without prior notice. So I think. Hmm. No, I feel the same. No, but I mean, there is the CJI must have taken the prior appointment. No, the, the clearly, this was to show. देखो हम नहीं मिलते देखो justice मिश्रा इतने proper हैं हम इतने proper हैं वो गया वो मिला भी नहीं और but जो channels ने अब channels कितनी फटी हुई होती है even the channels who are anti-government and who are like rabidly anti-government did not say that like which idiot believes that this the principal secretary went and met him and said oh nee milra a drama played out I mean, this should be it really was a drama drama yeah. played out for tv cameras kedi channel hai ye jehdi rapidly anti government hai ye i want one or two channels to watch <laughs> where is it this such a channel plus tell me there's an ani cameraman standing there and there are two other people for the life of me i will give them photographs of the pmo and tell them they recognize nirpend mishra sitting in a car with his profile huh? <laughs> suddenly we are getting nirpend mishra it's not as if he's standing there and knocking the door he's sitting in his ambassador with his arms folded and we are getting a profile shot of him from the camera nirpend waiting outside the chief's i mean ridiculous this mm-hmm. is posturing of the highest order and this typical of this government that you are getting spin after spin and nobody is challenging it mainstream media has just folded up they yeah. they have everybody by the whatever you want to term it but they have them there but that is because the revenue model is broken because when the public pays the public is served when advertise pay advertise served and if you are going to resort to government patronage then then you know no one's going to serve your interest so those of you who are listening to this you know whichever side of the spectrum you fall on ideologically uh, you're being fed shit if you're happy doing that good luck but if you're not you you should pay someone and and pay to keep news free See, my only problem is whichever side of the ideological spectrum is driving me nuts. You know, we were the same people calling out the Congress government over and over again. Mm. It's not as if one is opposed to this government because one is a liberal. Absolutely. One is opposed to this government because there's a government full of people who are violating every constitutional norm, every sane norm of constitutional governance, and they are destroying institutions. The same problem we had the Congress in different measure, and we called it out then. Why do you have to sit on different side of the spectrology? But the problem with the right wing. is entirely that they are afraid to call out their own they are not right wingers they are basically modi's little 
to be less than 300 words and audio input of why one subscribe to be less than 90 seconds i wonder why probably because news on team doesn't want to listen to people's random and tangential <laughs> rantings or maybe they want to ration their time better so they can get the most out of the time spent i guess charity begins at home i like the work news on does but i'm unable to stay focused both in your long articles and tangential audio discussions subscribe or not you certainly need audience who's unfortunately has a short attention span please stay focused anoop focus is for hocus and i do not do hocus focus i hope that made sense let's move on to the next <laughs> hartosh is looking at me like he wants to punch me in the face yaar aise mat kar main dar jata hu but yeah thanks for that email thanks for your support anoop hafta is a freewheeling discussion well but we'll try to keep it focused but i think the fun is that it's freewheeling moving on Let's start with you, Manisha, this time. On the judge, Loya's son blames emotional turmoil for earlier suspicion of father's death. Did you see his bite to N.A.? I did. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, when you talk about body language, tone, then it becomes a very wishy-washy discussion. But, yeah, if the, if I was the boy's school teacher and he does look like a school boy, how old is he? He's about 16, 15, 16. Okay, so he's... 17, I think. he looks like a school boy hmm. and if he was telling me that the cow ate his homework i would not believe him he he was clearly nervous he was nervous. because it was completely against look at his demeanor and you but clearly see that he was very very scared yeah so um could you just inform our viewers on this and do you think this could have got more airtime which it didn't for obvious reasons of course it did i mean this after this press conference you had amish the lawyer who was with the, the boy on republic tv talking about why people should stop asking for an inquiry into loya's death and that they should respect the family's feelings so it is i i'd be i mean i'm not comfortable saying exactly ki theek hai pura scripted tha or the boy was forced into saying that and there's mm. this I mean of course no one can I, I mean I don't know that's a little tough to say but then you look at how things follow this press conference happens and for the next two days the two lap dogs of uh, this government you know the whole press con the whole prime time saying that in the family wants the media to back off why yeah. aren't you listening hmm. so clearly the press conference uh, no the narrative became not the lobbies yeah and uh, and also to say that look the family doesn't have a problem stop yeah, harassing them yes, like, you know yes, they, and the they've family said on that, the other side yeah so and in fact the I lawyer mean, was intervening most of the time Mm. Uh, in yeah. the press conference if you see yeah and the lawyer uh, was there on republic the lawyer was there on other challenges also but then also it's just it's too much of a sinister thing to attribute also to say that 
you know the boy was forced to say this i mean th- there is i mean th- i think there is th- there is too much of suspicion on both sides in the sense that i do think circumstantially and there is a video that explains the circumstances the first judge was removed then the next judge which was just as lawyer you know reprimanded him and then he died i mean it would you know make you you know raise your eyebrows at the same time you know people are saying conclusively this guy's family has no history of heart trouble so therefore he can't have heart attack i was like dude that is a bit much simplistic but what is worrying is that um context has been thrown out of the window you have to put the context of what happened behind what have been other cases in gujarat of people who kind of read their no. opposition it it i would think that uh, only a mind who doesn't want to know will say this doesn't deserve an inquiry i'm not saying it's conclusive yeah. but there is enough there to say dude i'd like to know a little more no, on this no let's look at it this way okay the son says that i don't want an inquiry but in the same family yeah. sister of justice lawyer is demanding an inquiry, inquiry. as he has raised doubts so father, and the father and the father ha huh. till november 18th is when the last video is yes. shot and i've seen I that say, video if so, i may so, say that the son wrote us a letter which we tried to cross check wrote back to him the son wrote a letter where the letter said that i myself and my mother did not have any doubts that my father had passed away with a heart attack mm-hmm. at the same time we got his friend after our stories publishing saying that anuj has left us that initial letter that if anything ever happened to me please make this letter available to the media yeah now that letter is so that means till december 2017 he's not told his friend that that boss i forgotten about that letter mm. that initial in all, that means till november 2000 december 2017 he had left a letter with his friend he had left his letter with his closest friend saying release it to the media if anything ever happens to me so the it is not the initial turmoil only place where his mind has changed supposedly according to his lawyers is between december and now and no facts have come out to change the to change that that suspicion so to say that it was the initial turmoil is not borne out by the facts and his own actions is all we are saying over and over again we are saying look this is what the family has told us these are the facts on the ground where we've gone and checked a lot of things are not adding up we don't know what has happened we and this is what niranjan's important thing was we he didn't go searching for the story neither did we he was in a hotel in pune after another story when loya's niece approached him and said are you willing to do this story this is in 2015 nobody is touching the story this is what has happened to my uncle he said can you make sure we talk to your mother to lawyer's father to anuj he spoke to all of them then they asked him to go ahead with the story the son was not going on record the father said he has no faith in institutions the story went to the week the week didn't publish it came to us we ran through due checks videos at no point was anybody going out searching for a story to hang the government with sure. this is a story yeah, came we developed it yeah. and there are questions being raised should there be an inquiry of course there should be an inquiry who should who's afraid as i keep saying amit shah should be the first person standing up and saying i want an inquiry doesn't he Absolutely. want to come out as bjp president and say look i have nothing to hide here are the cases there's a facts instead we have all this rigmarole where everybody else is speaking for amit shah but we know where the voices are coming from mm. raman sir you were saying no no i i mean i just answer sir Yes, there are too many speculations to stick one's neck out uh, one would prefer to come in the last scene 
if if it is not an anti climax so uh, uh, second thing uh, is that you can be nervous before camera I means uh, people are nervous in family functions if you put them uh, mm. in front of camera so and different f- family members saying different things uh, there are possible explanations for that I means mm. uh, peop- uh, different family members react to uh, an event or an incident or a death differently so uh, in absence of uh, uh, any concrete thing it, i i would it would be very difficult to say anything okay at one last point hmm. and irrespective let us take anuj at face value what we are saying is after that a lot of things have come out in terms of the records everything this is somebody holding an important constitutional position even in the most ordinary deaths where questions are raised you don't wait for the family to say please inquire sure uh, but the inquiry has to happen irrespective of where the family stands and what is this about let the withdrawing. family rest Correct. i mean what kind of argument is yeah, this that, that i find funny that is the family says ab jaane do to jaane do family says kar do to kar do um okay i just like to move on um on this subsidy issue uh and after the subsidy issue i'd like to briefly touch on the whole cctv cameras i know it's not a big news but i just find it a little worrying i'm surprise surprise i'm not in favor of this that like why the fuck do they have here, like cctv cameras like you have better places to put cctv put it on the nookards where you know guys are picking pockets yes you want like children to be watched anyway we'll come to that later because my song is related to that subject the hajj subsidy has been scrapped i'll just lay the context for our listeners the government has scrapped the hajj subsidy it has been celebrated as a very progressive move and this money will be spent in educating educating minorities no doubt with yoga instructors who will tell them to start the day with chanting om <laughs> but i just and i i just was curious because just a few days before this a friend of mine who much like hartosh likes to rub in my face tu bada aapko support karta tha this article had come out a week or 10 days back that they are going to 1000 people in delhi will be given money to undertake a pilgrimage he says yele is this a good idea so of course i said no it's a shit idea but how many subsidies are there does anyone have uh, any information no, on no, this no subsidy i think apparently is only on the air travel air travel and yeah. that is also by air india hajj so hajj so the air india is government we can okay and so so uh, all the and the, the subsidy has been given to the mps and to to all kind of people to government employees also if they travel by air india okay uh, so, so so it, it is limited to the air travel air to go by air india Just for the hajj yes. but there's obviously long late waiting list for this right because there's a limited amount of seats that air india has Yeah, no. You have limited number of people also going to Saudi Arabia for the 1.40 lakh, hmm. I think. I see. Ha. Uh, so so 1.40 lakh. Ha. So if say two lakh people apply, so they, are, they are pre-decided. Ha. Uh, so if the two lakh people apply, so they they pick up 1.40 first come first. Yeah, I mean, it, sorry. Uh, I mean, it's a follow-up of uh, 2012 Supreme Court uh, verdict, which said that it has to be phased out in 10 years. Hmm. So they just uh, um, did it in what 2018 in six years. So 
also they can work fast huh shows on something so also the quranic verses don't endorse any subsidy on hajj travel so quran says that if you cannot cannot afford you should not go for hajj so some islamic scholars had also were against it against the hajj subsidy hajj subsidy so uh also the, uh, uh, travel is just one part of uh, thing hajj committees hajj uh, bhavans are there hajj building the hajj terminals uh, so no that's for air travel only but uh, <laughs> uh, 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 they do other activities also they uh, give free coaching to muslim students for appearing in competitive examinations and other things they have not been disbanded so so no, they, is, they hajjis uh, committees is a different uh, ha means they have not been disbanded just for just the for sub- subsidy of yes. the travel so yes. all those hajj committees that yeah. do the education those ha. still exist and, those stay and as you is. see uh, are those government funded yes and no 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 no, 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 no. no. they are like ngos okay some of them <laughs> get, good, get but, but they are very yeah. rich ha they 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 have money man no they have huge land i mean huge land land we need sir there are two things that if you're doing i mean at the risk of sounding a bigot if you're doing some work you know islamic related work you'll get they have enough and in today's day and age if you want to set up a right wing think tank you'll get a lot of money so and that <laughs> uh, uh, also uh, the thing is that f- uh, now for azmir or say chart travel or westno devi travel sometimes uh, so uh, the f- train services special trains so that that is also a kind of subsidizing religious travel for for so, kumbh mela i think is exactly. i think if we can actually just sort of spend stop spending on the kumbh and let people come on their own and start educating the rss instead we could gain uh, but, tremendously from this but there, <laughs> there are different things like uh, hindu temples are a uh, lot of hindu temples are government properties hmm. so uh, government can use uh, Uh, temple land for public functions mm. so uh, that is not true for uh, the uh, minority institution uh, oh, yeah because institution like priest i i just want to make one distinction um, hartosh i mean although i don't have a um, committed position on this i haven't really thought this through in detail but you're uh, suggesting everything else you think think when i have <laughs> taken a position i thought it through a lot of things i don't take a position on a strong one on this one for example the mount mary church when i was in bombay it used to cause a fucking traffic jam like hell on pali hill it's a tradition that's been happening so you know there's bandobast over there so that you know there's no stampede i don't know if that qualifies as a subsidy similarly the kumbh is something that's been happening forever and if the pontoon build uh, you know bridges are built for it or security arrangements so i'm not sure that's a subsidy so tents are put up that's and a public that, event that, i mean that, but that, you still travel on your own money na to kumbh sure but i mean the point is different the point sorry, is that uh, are there any subsidies real subsidies there are you should other than our trains they don't special they don't they don't take tickets special trains don't take tickets they don't take tickets all sadhus never take tickets no sadhus will not take anyway but sadhus and pilgrims they never take tickets i mean 
for the Kanwaria pilgrim trail, all the Kamariyas. inauspicious trees are knocked off by the side of the roads because Yogi Adityanath believes certain trees cast shadows which will create problems. I mean, you can go on listing the ridiculous things. I have no problem. I think we shouldn't have any of these. Any of but the point is, this is a dog whistle government, you know. We, we will talk talak, talak, talak. Okay, of course it is bad. We all agree it is bad. You know, but they don't want to look anywhere else. Sure. A HUD subsidy, yeah, you had 10 years, you will do it now. You are approaching something. It is entirely about selectively targeting, naming, and pointing things. No, you know, there's no doubt it's a dog whistle. I, I, I think there is no... You're not willing to look excited. within, you know. I mean, it is as if every other religion's country is so progressive and so forward-looking, you know, that if we reform Islam, the India will be so far ahead of everything, we'll be great, you know. Yeah, and the anti-Romeo squads. And and they will not turn around and say that there are enormous amounts of uh, government funding that goes into, say, Sikhism, etc. Hmm. But there they won't do it, you know, because they also have their select minority that they want to target. Yeah, I mean, right now... There is because a politically with Sikhism, devil, no, they want to say, oh, the Sikhs are our own. Sure, so there they won't. Hmm. Manisha, do we have any uh, list of any uh, other than the special trains and the Ahmadi parties? No, I mean, there's Mansur over where you again make arrangements. Hmm. But then I, apart from the train that Raman is talking about, I don't know of uh, pilgrimages where your travel is paid for or subsidized. There I are see. arrangements, security, health, lodging, blah, blah, blah. Bandobast, as yeah. they call it. There are special trains to uh, just cope with the crowd. They are not free tickets. Nobody pays for tickets on those no pays. And those are not the only ones. As I said, there's a list I think we should have added prepared, which are substantial. The Express has listed in. So it is not just... Then we'll provide a link to that list below this podcast. You can click on the link of the other subsidies that are related to religious functions or events. Um, okay, after this, I'd just like to um, move into the Aadhaar. I'd like to touch on it quickly. Uh, do you want anything specific you want to discuss, Hartosh? Because I want to go on to that Aziz Ansari issue as well. Is there no, anything specific? Aadhaar, you use the, no, and the CCTVs. No, no. That's, yeah. We'll end with that. Okay. So before that, here's an email. This is from Arindam. It's 614 words, so Arindam, I may not be able to read the whole thing. Arindam says, Hi, Anil team, I have followed news from the very beginning, but only became a subscriber because I was having withdrawal pangs of Anil Hafta. In this episode, the discussion was about the Quint story on Kulbhushan Jadav. Ideally, I think if a story of a spy has to be reported, obviously the first step has to be reporting to relevant authorities. In case it's about a foreign spy working in India, and wouldn't hesitate to report, not because I don't value life, but rather I trust the Indian judiciary to treat him fairly, unlike a military court which has a different set of laws and is opaque. Before I continue this email, I'll just tell you also, Hartosh, last week we had a discussion on the Hafta, on the Quint story on Kulbhushan Jadav, where they carried a story which they later withdrew, that he's in fact a spy, and sure, not a very high caliber spy. Um, while I do uh, admit that the story itself was not a great story, the merits of the story as a report, but I was not sure the position that Almost unanimously, all journalists took that how can anyone do such a story? That if you have evidence he's a spy, you shouldn't do the story because it may compromise life. And the question I asked was if there was a Pakistani suspected spy in Indian custody and you got papers to show that he is a spy, would you do that story even though that would compromise his life? And alternatively, if there was a Sri Lankan spy found in Bangladesh and you had the papers to prove it, would you not? So is there a sense of nationalism associated with journalism? Anyway, so that was the context. Arindam goes on to say, I wouldn't report or like anyone else to report when an Indian spy is involved because the first and foremost, the subject is Indian. Abhinandan pointed that why 
people are valuing indian lives more over other lives about humanity wake up buddy if we had been an ideal world we wouldn't be having borders in the first place and sending billions on armies so stop dreaming about utopia if i had been a pakistani no matter how wrong my country was when it would have come to giving up hud chief to india i would have said no because he is indeed serving my country in a perverted way nationalism and singing and isn't singing anthem and song but rather what we do for country and protect our citizens about heckling the shivani a journalist of public tv is really problematic okay we'll go on to that i want to stick with what he says on this first because there's a related email by a gentleman called surgeon commander saurabh bhutani mbbs dmm msc who says i have been a big fan of nl hafta in particular for numerous reasons which have gone beyond the scope of 500 word email but i was mighty disturbed i listened to hafta 154 when you discussed kulbhushan jadhav here's my take abhinand you and the gang are seriously wrong if you are discussing that the quint story has even the slightest merit so uh, in fact we said the quint story specifically was very weak but conceptually if someone had information would one do a story because my thing was that is nationalism a part of journalism anyway i'll carry on with your email any spy agent working covertly for raw or other agencies is doing so knowing fully well that his life and even sometimes that of his family members is at stake but still he is doing his job and he is doing it for his country that is the republic of india therefore even if you have a fantastic and very accurate source telling you he is a spy you have moral responsibility towards the country not just towards the individual not to run that story it does not matter whether the individual is presently in india or in enemy hands you run the story he is caught and kidnapped he will be tortured the hell to leak more information I don't know if Kulbhushan Jadhav was or is an Indian spy or not. You and your team's take on this issue has robbed you of about hundred words from this email that was about to write praising your work, your ideas, and your kind of journalism. Surgeon Commander Saurabh Bhutani. So don't worry about the appreciation. Just the fact that you've subscribed is good enough appreciation for us. Thank you for your email. I'll just you know because you've addressed both to me, uh, you and as well as my friend Arindam. I again. I don't have a firm position on this but what I do know for sure is that the grounds that you must not do a story about an Indian spy but go ahead and do it on another spy I'm not convinced on those grounds because if embedded journalism that endorsed the Iraq war by US was criticized as bad journalism by your logic they should have continued to do that because it's serving their country's interests so all I'm saying is that if you have a story that is conclusive If your is your decision going to be different if he's an Indian spy and is it going to be different if he's some other spy? Nationalism is fine, but you are a journalist. So while obviously surgeon commander, you are from the forces. Your dharma is the country. I think a journalist's dharma is maybe public interest and accuracy. So the assumption in your mail is that everybody has the same motivation, which is not true in life. So that's my take on take on this. Hartosh, I'd like to know yours. You weren't there for last half the were you, Anand? So I'd like to weigh on this. Before I do that, because it is important, and I think you should provide the link later. And there are five schemes which are listed, but the Rajasthan one is particularly illustrative about pilgrimage. Hmm. In 2013, the Congress government introduced an all-expense-paid railway trip for senior citizens. Oh. In 2015-16, it was renamed Deen Dayal Upadhyay Varish Nagrik Tirth Yojana by the BJP government with added air services. This current scheme covers 13 sites, including Tirupati, Rameshwaram, Jagannath, Vaishno Devi. Since 2013, the state has spent 125 crores on pilgrimage, wow. and BJP has added flights to it. 5,000 people have flown according to the BJP scheme. This is the government that has a problem with air subsidies. 
with the same enthusiasm by most journalists uh, which it should be i mean maybe we should carry a piece on this this is from the express artosh yeah there's a li- the so, link is so yeah so in fact the air travel is free so it is as good as it's yes, exactly the same it's not even <laughs> so free air travel how about that mm-hmm. it's free i mean it's not now artosh would you weigh in on this issue look i think first of all whatever the merits as you said to weigh in whether we were whether somebody is an incompetent spy and we were mistaken in recruiting him is i think a perfectly valid story and since when is this this ground of national security dictated by a government deciding what is journalistically good or bad is a ridiculous idea we must always be examining what the government is up to i do think that there are in the same way that i have problems with timings of various stories that Kulbushan Yadav has been in jail for a year. I think these questions could have come up now that they were timed with that recent event in Pakistan where the family went. To me, raises questions. I think the story should have been done much earlier, much now. Why? Why now? I can raise questions about timing. I can raise questions of whatever happened, the merits of the story. But should we ever do such a story? Yeah. Obviously, you we should. You think it is it is a dharma of a journalist to do Absolutely. it? Yeah. So I agree with that. Raman sir, you want to weigh in on I this? I think I had said oh, the same. You were there. Uh, Anand, you want to come in on this? A large number of Indians in their heart of hearts know that he was a spy. So, so let us assume that that they know. But just a Jamson would not make for a story. Sure. We know that lot of Olympians dope. Right. Lot of Olympic medal winners dope. Hmm. It's it's an open <coughs> secret in a sports journalism. Say. Hmm. but uh, just because of assumption you would not build a story that this olympian was actually doping. that's a great uh, you know parallel to come up because Olympic if an stuff. olympian has won a medal for india Should at the report. olympics <laughs> and you get a story saying okay so uh, arindam i have a question for you and the surgeon commander saurabh bhutani suppose it wasn't a soldier if an indian athlete wins a golden olympics and a news organization gets conclusive proof that he is a dope head would we do the story i think wada would do the story before you so <laughs> would do the story before wada wada would do the story okay yeah <laughs> you never know but but now then does nationalism come first does sport come first does dharma the journalist comes first so i do think sir with due respect uh, you're oversimplifying the job of journalist a job of journalist isn't to be a cheerleader of the country and one more um, i just want to quickly touch upon what uh, arindam has said he says um, about the heckling of shivani a journalist from republic tv is really problematic and argo isn't difficult different from the rest of the media when it comes to painting everybody else with the same brush the so called liberal media always tags the right to media as illogical loud and bhakt while they aren't always like that okay arindam much as i love you for being a subscriber if you're saying argo isn't loud uh, you're listening to your tv on mute trust me uh, the tv media has become completely opinion channel with the editor dictates i agree with you i miss the days of dd when we just had news reports where the anchor never expressed what they felt NTV देख लो I will do comment Raj Sabha TV for great news debates and story minus the 10 screens also I'm hooked on to news reports and documentaries from Al Jazeera and Deutsche Welle which have made such wonderful programs so I have three serious problems what you said Arindam 
if you think doordarshan was better trust me you're just romanticizing it it was the worst thing much as i hate argo and you know how much i hate him it is definitely improvement from doordarshan when i i i mean i remember when mrs gandhi's body was lying in state with sugam sangeet playing in the background no one had any clue anywhere in the country what was happening in the streets of delhi so yes if someone was jumping up and down and gleefully reporting that i'd rather have that though i don't think it's great than not know what the fuck is happening so if you are you know romanticizing about only doordarshan you have a completely uninformed citizenry sorry उट इन all countries except germany did you know you cannot get dw in germany the reason is that they said it will warp the market private enterprise should run news in the country because they will serve the public better the government should not be running news for our citizenry and many people consider it propaganda for germany that but dw does not air in germany it airs everywhere except germany so the reason why deutsche welle exists what they do and why they do it is completely different so like i said much as i love you there's lots you don't know about how news is funded and what it does which is why pay to keep news free sorry yeah. <laughs> uh, so subtle uh, <laughs> so um so yes sir, would you like to start with the aadhar would no like one thing about it that uh, romanticization of doordarshan is also rooted in confusion of news read- readers with journalists people have ah. this misplaced nostalgia that those news readers were very aesthetically sound they didn't show their expression they were not journalists they were news readers who yeah, were reading exactly. out a bulletin very true very good point they were reading uh, reading out bulletins they were not anchors professional journalists so uh, and, and they were just chosen for that function for diction uh, they had the diction and they were not aware that they were going to Uh, can yes, I just add? I agree entirely, but I think most of our anchors today not, are not journalists either, or professional <laughs> journalists. But most of them, ninety-five yeah. percent. In fact, sorry, what's it? Let me finish first. Yeah, but uh, means they have. Uh, uh, they may be pushing an agenda, or they, but they are journalists in even a mediocre sense. And, and there is so, a representation uh, from across. Yeah, across. Know, so, so and the. so what he is also confusing bulletin with new ch- uh, doordarshan put out bulletins right. that he is missing which which is a uh, which is a thing missed in today's uh, television news that you don't have 30 minute news roundups right. that you can g- give you a sense of the world what happened today and that so so so, so that is yeah uh, the 9 so, o'clock uh, they've started uh, but international news is missing even then yeah. there so uh, so that is so uh, i find lot of those uh, doordarshan romantics uh, misplaced in their nostalgia i completely agree you were saying hartosh uh, sir so not only just anchors what i am saying is that we and i think this we have to look at what has happened with anchors and we haven't commented on it enough if you look at the bbc model anchors are not picked for 
what they look like and what opinions they express. They are good journalists who prove themselves on the field. Mm. Most of our anchors, the best of them from Arnab downwards, are people who have actually not done much journalism or proved themselves on the field. As journalists, they really are not the best reporters that we would have picked or the people with best reporters on the ground. Mm. They've been picked for theatre in some senses. And which is why sometimes they ask really foolish Some questions. Some ex-models also. Uh, ex-models, exactly. Mm. That is true. Really? Who's an ex-model? Many are in in uh, business channels. Ma uh, yes, man, many women, women anchors Miss who India are contestants. Yes, yeah. there are many of them. I Do I you know, know at least three, but oh. anyway, yeah. So hmm. yes, you want to weigh in on what no, either no. of uh, letters are saying? You guys are okay. Hartosh sir, Aadhar. Batayye. Aadhar par has everyone read Nandan's piece? Nandan Nilakini wrote piece yes, day yes, in Times of India. Sometimes both. HD also yeah. same piece or different coordinated piece coordinated orchestrated campaign yeah, now yeah. now here's the thing about nandan nilkani even in that piece so nandan nilkani wrote a piece in the times of india on the 17th of january he says john f kennedy popularized an important idea from one of g k chesterton's book known as chesterton's fence imagine a fence in the middle of a road chesterton postulated that a modern reformist who sees no point of the fence must first figure out why it is there before proposing to destroy it if you don't know why the fence exists, you should be humble enough to admit you don't know enough to change it. Self-regulating communities such as Wikipedia uphold Chesterton's fence as a way to temper ugly debates. Then he goes on to say that when we started Aadhaar in 2009, we had a clean slate, we really studied the system, we studied how distribution works, how ration cards are being used. And after all this, we came up with Aadhaar. Then he goes on to say, and I quote, the quality of the debate on Aadhaar today would be a lot better if all of us could do the same. Now, you know, I I do think it's a weak defense of Aadhaar, but the problem I have with Mr. Nilekani is, and I think that's true for most people who are really smart, add to that if you become a billionaire, and add to that if you're an Indian male of high caste. Then the kind of arrogance that you have without realizing it, I'm shocked he couldn't see the irony in the first two paragraphs of his piece, where he's talking about humility in the first paragraph and in the second paragraph that the quality of debate would be better if others had also read this. That, bro, we are all illiterate. We are not studying anything. You know Chester, you know Kennedy, you know everything. One very big statement is that if you are a good person, it's a very good thing. But you don't that I think that is the basic flaw in any argument Mr. Nilkani puts forward. He starts off, even when he's trying very hard to be polite and, and reaching across that let's meet midway and let's have a civil. He will throw in a sentence that displays an arrogance that I know better than you because I am so well-read and smart. And I think this article reeks of that. It's a weak defense. And if you're talking about orchestrated campaigns, the evidence suggests that the only orchestration is of how great Aadhaar is. Um, there are tweet storms about that. For those of you who don't know what a tweet storm is, sorry, not a tweet storm, a Twitter blast. It's called a thunder thunderclap. A thunderclap is when similar tweets go out at the same time. Exactly the same word it tweets. To make it trend. Basically. To make it trend. So yeah, I just uh, I just think um, this Aadhaar, you know, whatever happens, I'll get an Aadhaar if I have to. What the fuck am I going to do? But um, really, I wish the quality of debate were better. But it is because of the arrogance of the state. I would put put, put the blame squarely there. Um, anyone else can come in, sir? No, I think um, there's nothing wrong to give an uh, I card, issue an I card to a citizen. But linking it with every 
everything mm. that you do is something that everybody is objecting to mm. if you can make it voluntary then it is fine and uh, i mean this is how i i look at other uh anand you want to weigh in on the other debate we've already discussed it before by the oh. way we'll yeah, be we having a we'll be having a special 45 minute aadhar podcast with meghnad so stay tuned for that uh but yeah anyone else has any to when uh, sir so uh, have you had the pleasure of meeting ever meeting nandan i have actually okay now uh, way back and i sorry but i will recommend a story i did way back in 2012 13 which was on the gstn which is what runs the gst we forget that this was also nandan's baby nandan's brain child the gstn that has not worked at all it was designed even then to be 50% private so it stays outside of the cags our entire gstn is run by a private body which is outside the government's purview it has access to all commercial tax data and yours and mine income tax data some of it sitting on their servers and from the beginning it was envisaged as something that will make its own profits by selling data is that right mm-hmm. please go back and look at what the gst in itself is yes, nandan's yes. vision was much much larger the link it, to the stories below please have a look at it, it. it's not just aadhar gst and several other bodies like that where they were meant to be funded by selling the data that these ad- people were collecting you know so in built into these ideas was in caching personal information about the very people that they were putting that is that is conceptually well, we've been disturbing. saying this for a long long time people don't read and listen till it is too late and the fact is that it's become about liberal left or right the fact is that liberals were all sitting and clapping when this was being done under a congress government it was mm-hmm. being pointed out that this is a hugely problematic exercise it's based on a complete violation of privacy but once you take it outside the public domain into private enterprises even government norms of privacy don't apply sure. to the gst and that is the body that's making a mess of gst today at the moment again nandan's bridge hmm wow. you were saying vanisha No. Nothing. I'll again get a mail that I don't like, allow Manisha to speak. No, no, please. I have nothing to add to this. Okay. So therefore, uh, uh, sorry, you have something to add, Anna? No, means I think uh, that if there are technological problems with it, I am not technologically equipped to comment on this. We should look for technological solutions, and not political solutions to it. Mm. Uh, <coughs> so, uh, and man, many of the fears of Orwellian state. trampling may be exaggerated but we will have to see means i am in favor of uh, that third world countries would need more technology more than even the developed ones and uh, third world uh, public administration needs technological uh, inputs whether it is through aadhar or what but uh, the fears expressed by say privacy activists or someone they need technological solutions not no, political technology after a point can't do anything because you can't codify human behavior no, technology the is well you can government can misuse it anytime they want but i mean if you have like the way whatsapp is end to end encryption if i mean i i i, do, I don't like anand that enough about technology to really say what the specific solution is but there could be ramon sir a solution where your data just like the otp right no human actually gets that number out there is a there is a system there is a software program that turns out a number it comes to my uh, phone and i punch it in and i can use my credit card so no one else has seen that number so there could be ways where your data can technologically be verified and it is not possible for anyone to check it even if they tried i mean i don't know so i think that's what anand means by a tech solution i think but those are possible no, no, so the, the point leaks. that i just want to make about technology is simple 
I mean, the fact is you are trying to use Aadhaar and justify it is by taking care of the most disadvantaged, the least able right. to access government service. The problem with using technology, I think technology has huge amounts of roles to play, is that by its very nature, implementing technology is the, it gets lost to the very people you want to, first, it's not a bottom-up approach. It's the aged whose fingerprints are a problem because it doesn't register. This is not a technologically fixable problem. It's sure. a technological problem once you start using biometrics. Why don't you issue numbers without biometrics? Right. Uh, the places where you have the least access to Wi-Fi or internet is where services are the last to go. Fact, that is and the that is problem. What that is one of the huge problems with all this story. The fundamental bed of this is not even, and by fundamental bed I mean biometrics, face recognition, are in places where you don't have electricity, you don't have Wi-Fi, you have no... So you can get great services here, but where you actually need to deliver don't. the services, you work. are running into problems. That's the first of the problems. We can get to privacy issues, surveillance issues. Privacy surveillance issues are not conquered by technology. That's what However I'm much you may built in your protection of technology, the government is way faster than you if you're linking... That's, that's what I'm saying. Government can spy on you even without that, Adar. No, that so, is the shaker points, but so the, the point is you are easier. linking everything Think the possibility of yeah, I think ease, ease of, of doing it is definitely of course. I mean, if if someone really wants, it's it's like mm. saying if someone really wants to do something, they'll find a way to do it. But how easy are you making it for the state to do it at a mass level? I definitely think that Aadhaar makes it easier for them to do it at a level which is unprecedented. There See, is a you, you the genesis create... of Aadhaar was giving an identity to people who don't have address proof, and it would have been hugely beneficial for migrant workers. I had I was one of the earliest recipients of Aadhaar mm. because I wanted an identity proof because myself being a migrant to the city, mm. so uh, that was a good thing to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but that somehow lost its way. In fact, uh, now I read so, a piece on the homeless cannot get it because they have to give some sort of an address and they don't have an address, so then the, for they there don't is a, for the There is an introducer clause that someone can introduce you. So, yeah. See, no, I think that you should create a conducive atmosphere first. You win the hearts. And then you do anything with this, uh, the, right? We have no faith. A one-point exactly. mandatory. Uh -huh. Why is it becoming one-point mandatory? Because there is an interest in collecting data. Otherwise, if you were serious about these services, you should still be allowing four other forms of identity still mm -hmm. to function. Why is Aadhaar becoming? Make it convenient. But if I have Aadhaar, but instead if I have one of those four old four forms of identity, why can't they continue to function in parallel till you can get your system six, even if you were trying to fix? Sure. No, you want to use the very delivery of services as a way of arm twisting people into making sure exactly. they are registered in Aadhaar. And as a result, you are leaving out the ones who are most disadvantaged. That's, big, that's very problematic. How many, how many SMSs you get in a day? Yeah, dude, tell me about it. Emails, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to call up I mean, my bank and said, dude, you, uh, the Supreme Court has said I have till 31st March and yes. don't keep sending me these emails. They send 30, 30 SMSs every day? All said and done, I think it would be not rolled back. It, is it won't be rolled to, back, is it? It is so here to stay, means that is my guess. Okay. Because they... Uh, yeah, of course. The Supreme Court... Court now. It's not gonna... uh, the hmm. Supreme Court has to speak on this, but... Yes. Depends which bench is speaking. That too by 31st March. So, no, I think you guys have pretty much touched it. So everything. then why don't you go with the Ansari case? 
Aziz Ansari. And okay. Just lay the context and then the discussion around it. Pity Madhu's not here. I really want to hear what Madhu has to say. So, um, uh, there's a webzine called babe.net which uh, describes itself as a platform for girls who don't give a fuck. And they published an article on Aziz Ansari uh, where the reporter spoke to this girl who's not named. She's given a uh, pseudonym Grace. She Aziz Ansari is a a uh, golden globe winner for best comedy series yeah. he just won a golden globe yeah and um, he was also wearing the me too support the me too whatever batch campaign uh, on the golden globes carpet um so yeah so the story basically talks about a girl uh, who met ansari and they went out for a date and how he uh, during the date did not uh, listen to her verbal and non-verbal cues and kept being aggressive kept f- sort of forcing her to have sex with him <coughs> and how it was a complete disaster and she finally uh, left his apartment and when the story came out so the story is headlined I went out on a date with Aziz Ansari and it was the worst experience of my life the story came out and um, everyone sort of clubbed it with the Me Too campaign like you know here's one more guy who's mm. again whatever a sexual predator and subsequently it got a lot of flack also from uh, Guardian, from New York Times, where they felt that this was basically a case of a bad date and you can't club it with sexual harassment of the nature of Harvey Weinstein and that it does disservice to a movement. Um, so what is your take on this? And then there were many Atlantic wrote a piece, Guardian yeah, wrote yeah, not yeah. They didn't, someone wrote a piece in Atlantic, someone wrote a piece in Guardian, there was a piece in New York Times, there's on television, there were some anchors who kind yeah. of flashed out. Anand's so, like <laughs> not interested in this no. at all. <laughs> no, I think A, it was a very badly written story. I think like uh, the reason why we don't feel sympathetic towards the girl or her story or don't even want to listen to it or just trash it is because the story, the way it's written, it's very tackily written. Pieces of it don't flow. Uh, certain things like the wine bit, you know, where, hmm. you know, there's this passage where she's saying that he ordered wine for me. A lot of people have said that, dude, can't you say which wine you like? Why are you waiting for So I think you know, irrelevant details like that were given out to take away from the crux of it. What she was saying was basically that this guy who has a persona of somebody who talks about relationships, men, women, gender dynamics, is sort of a, has a public personality of, say, a feminist, uh, was just not ready to accept or listen to the fact that she was not interested in having sex with him and forced, uh, sort of kept forcing her to, you know, go ahead with the act. And so I think that is, I mean... Though it should not be clubbed with Me Too and I don't think we should discuss it at the purview of sexual assault or Me Mm. Too. But it is an important conversation to have in terms of how, uh, you know, uh, our notions of sex and our notions of how men should behave when women say no. And, uh, you know, it's the classic like ladki ki naam hai type of situation. So I think, I mean, that's my take. But I do think it was pretty, clubbing it with Me Too was kind of a disservice. Uh, Hartosh sir, you want to weigh in on this? Really cannot weigh in on this. To be fair to the piece though, it never really, uh, the the way it's written is not really about sexual assault. It's about how bad this date was and how this guy who claims to be a so-called feminist just didn't get 
Yeah, but has uh, Adiz uh, reacted to this? Yeah, he replied. He was given five hours. Another, I mean, I mean, you were really. No, no, but he, his his response after it went viral was yeah. he but did he give said a that it was purely consensual, and I was not aware that this was. Have you read the pieces, Anand? Do you want to weigh in on this? Okay, so um, reluctantly <laughs> you're wondering: should I speak or should I not? Yeah, it's always a tough one for a guy. Mm. So, uh, not to discredit this piece, but. Uh, Uh, I am really exasperated by uh, its irrelevance to uh, one's life in India. So, <laughs> so, so uh, means uh, uh, I uh, looked at the Hindi newspapers and uh, media portals. I d- found almost uh, no coverage of it on there. So, uh, why English media picked it up? And per, uh, and particularly digital space is a reminder how we are ready to cross 200 countries between India and US and talk about an American in, uh, story. So uh, and it, the, something related to pop culture. So yeah, our media is not even English media is not that international in its outlook. But this kind of story is interested. So uh, for uh, the urban readership and uh, and even within urban readership, a very uh, a small chunk of it. Uh, it it is being uh, so much uh, splashed all around. And uh, mm, how many Indians really date uh, in the terms of discourse? Bad date, good date. Mm. How? Lots, uh, yeah. I think a lot no, of young Indians date no, across. No, uh, mm. uh, a lot, a lot <laughs> Maybe in. Maybe they don't use Tinder, but lot yeah. in me, a lot of in metros is negligible for India. So, I mean, the point is, I mean, the, by that very argument, digital platforms come out in English. How many Indians read English? I think no, no, there is an audience that is actually dating. There is a, and that's a pretty large in absolute numbers. It's still a pretty large, and I think. Questions of when sex is consensual, what is a date, are important issues. I yes, I can say that for a large part of India, they may not be relevant, but that does not make it irrelevant to cover it or necessarily make it about America. I think large parts of this country, which are consuming digital news, find it personally relevant. I think no, Sorry, it, is, it was not a nationalist argument that why we should be sure. uh, mm. discussing an American It's story. Relevance, you know. I am talking about relevance, mm. and uh, so uh, I, I, as I am not in that space, I don't know what a date is, mm. and also, <laughs> so so. Uh, Like most of Indians, uh, of, the fate of failed young men in India is to get married. So, uh, so, so, uh, so, 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 uh, so just 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 I'm putting not out there. Maybe two three weeks what? later we can ask him. Two three weeks later we can ask. No, no. Means what I'm saying is that uh, means uh, the anyway. But I get what you're saying. See, I have a, I have a view on this, but I'm always a little hesitant to put my view because uh, print had asked for my response to this, and I sent it in 300 words. That it's a good time for men to shut up and listen, even if you have a view. You know, I had written a piece a few months ago, responding to these debates on rape and assault and the way they were structured, and I said. Assault. What is assault? What is coercion? What is boorish behavior? There, it's nuanced, and I got a lot of flack 
from my god look at him oh if he thinks the you know faruqi case uh, i had i mean yeah, I, i i don't know what the context was but yeah it was uh, the director film director faruqi mm-hmm. no there yeah. were all these debates that were happening so now i see some of the very same feminists using the word nuance in the context of assault now i don't blame them because this piece the new york times piece has come from a woman mm. you know when a man writes it i i do th- i still stand by that piece i think i made i a lot of pieces have said exactly that and the very same people who trashed my piece <laughs> have endorsed that piece because actually oh what she's saying is right we have to look at nuance when it comes to intimacy and sexual interaction main bola tha chutiya sala dekho ni andar tha this is just ki maine pehle bola tha but no, i'm just saying no no the point i'm making is if a guy says something exactly the same thing it will be received differently in the context of this argument and i understand that but i'd also like to put out there that is a fact but i mean you could be meaning very different things when you use nuance and she uses the term nuance it depends on how i haven't read your piece either so i am not in <laughs> terms of discourse like terms of trade are favorable and unfavorable to some absolutely so also it also shows that activist ideology is ultimately a matter of convenience hmm. so it is so i have earlier also said it is not very different from the range of utilities you have like furniture and underwear means so 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 you have to say your cynicism is but okay now if i could move on to the last subject if everything was material i wish religion could be reduced to underwear <laughs> <laughs> then we would all be okay at that stage oh i wish okay now for those of you who don't know there is a proposal by uh, the government of delhi which is right now uh, going by uh, This is a proposal of the government of Delhi, which right now is under the Ahmadmi Party, that they will install CCTV cameras in classrooms. Parents can watch live. Uh, now, so, so they are going to make it Wi-Fi or link, linking it with Wi-Fi. I don't know how they'll make it, but my point is that I'm, I'm sure you can CCTV cameras are required in a lot of other places. Even if they're not required, let's say all other places have CCTV cameras. What is the idea of putting CCTV cameras in all classrooms? I don't. I mean. I know that some toddlers have it because that video came out of this maid bashing up that child kicking like a 2 year old toddler and maybe even after pradyuman case perhaps there's no I without mean, going into this be... issue whether hmm. cctv should be there in the classroom i think the app should not speak about it because the first they i think their manifesto had said that they going wifi to... all of delhi entire delhi they are going to man it with cctv cameras hmm. so for women safety for women safety cctv cameras so first i think they should do that and then they should talk about it and even i'm mean, classroom if i i, I don't know what they wa- why they want to install it inside the classroom and parents is can it see for it monitoring like the teachers yeah, is it but, but the whole parents can see it live i, I don't understand what it is, is means a nightmarish thought for, for school children for child yeah the one place go to such a school it's a bad advertisement for government schools but uh, for parents and they are very overprotective parents and uh, so uh, the delhi government is willing to play the nanny state So you think parents will <laughs> like this idea? Yes, they will. <laughs> Means uh, they can. Uh, and they, who are the children there? So that they are also the typical constituency of Amadmi Party. So uh, that uh, 
सो द लोअर मिडिल क्लास एंड इवन मिडिल क्लास बट दैट इज़ देयर कोर कॉन्स्टिट्यूंसी सो दे सेंड देयर चिल्ड्रेन टू गवर्नमेंट स्कूल्स एंड एजुकेशन हैज़ बिन वन ऑफ द गवर्नमेंट स्कूल एजुकेशन हैज़ बिन one of the touted uh, success stories of this government so they are tightening the screws more there so uh, now uh, i think it is a very uncomfortable thought yeah. for a child to Absolutely. be watched uh, while being in harsh uh, <laughs> sabo uh, so absurd idea clearly i'm sorry yeah. so means uh, like um, live telecast of uh, exactly education as a public performance so uh, yeah on the other hand i i would sense that occasionally teachers while they are teaching should be monitored <laughs> by the principal i think is an idea i can understand what is being taught how they teach etc yes. by that same token i think the every citizen should be allowed to monitor public servants mm-hmm. on camera including the delhi government itself mm-hmm. and with kejriwal should be going around with a camera all the time we need to know what a public servant an elected official is doing mm-hmm. but children and school children why mm-hmm. Uh, you know i would also cuz i read the piece if it had been because of the so many cases of abuse by teachers to children it's to watch over that you very know we make sure that very yeah we but yeah exactly it's not but, but that is not it can't be a deterrent ah. i mean you just have to make sure that that doesn't happen yeah i mean you can't like no on that i don't think like for example i do think there is merit in i mean i saw the footage i don't know whether you saw that footage of that 2 year old toddler being kicked around by that maid i think Because, at a crash was it at a crash or it was at a crash okay. it was it was on the, so but and because a 2 year old cannot tell you what happened i think you need it for that age group but if i'm 6 and i say my bloody teacher bashed the hell out of me on the head which he did when i was in school and i told my parents and they didn't do anything so fuck that <laughs> 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 so sometimes teachers can have good reasons <laughs> Very rarely, not a six-year-old. Actually, even even in <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I don't understand. Uh, you know, at that age group, you know, school children who are like young young adolescents. Is... Okay, it sounds very <laughs> weird. Anyway, so um uh so I'll dedicate this song to the Amadi Party who turned out to be our teachers. After which, you can come back and listen to our recommendations for the week. can i go with my recommendation first my recommendation for the week is this i think especially when anand mentioned that we don't have such an international looking media that looks does international stories and the international stories they do is watch this young child take on santa claus at this most adorable video at the mall in chicago some fucking shit like that these are the international stories they show now I have read this in the Time magazine in the Independent in the journalism uh, in the um M Maclean's which has a longer story South Africa second largest city is um Cape Town and they are uh, in a 90 day running out of water after which there will be no water in the reservoir for the city and if you read this article it is so scary 
that can happen to Cape Town. And I have seen in Maharashtra, there have been water riots. They've been covered for the last decade. You see all sorts of water problems. In Delhi, you often see them, yes. how the water table is going down. Yes. It is such a real problem. I wish this was the international story they showed rather than which toddler is playing in which Santa's lap and it's adorable. True. Because this is something that can, this shit is going to hit the fan very fast in India. So I would, that's my recommendation for the week. Please uh, see that story and uh, just you should put pressure on whatever your elected representatives are to figure out water solutions including water harvesting structures being made compulsory in your city, town or village. Um, yeah, Anand sir, you would like to? Yes, uh, I would uh, recommend uh, Sanjay Mangansrika's autobiography, Imperfect. Uh, I have reviewed it too. So uh, there are two reasons I am recommending it. It's uh, uh, Ray coming from a cricketer, so he's, it's not a very cr Indian cricketer kind of biography and uh, or uh, memoir. Uh, it, uh, so uh, he has. Uh, uh, Soon, a side of him which may not be very pleasant, and also sides of uh, other cricketers and his own life which are not very pleasant. So it's an honest take in that way. Second, uh, second, uh, mm. second is uh, that uh, for a um, melancholic and underachieving teenager in 80s and 90s, I think. Manjrekar was the cricketing face of unfulfilled lives. So, uh, for f for uh, means f f I like uh, stories of failed people who, who ended up as failures, who didn't uh, who 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 didn't succeed later because motivational stories of people who uh, failed and then succeeded are very corrupting in a sense. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so 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 uh, he is a man who 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 was. Expected to succeed and failed and remained a failure. So uh, these these kind of <laughs> people see lot more than people who actually succeed later. Well, definitely. Well, yeah. very yes. very well put. I don't agree, but yes, Sorry. very nice. Mm. Yes, Raman sir. I saw this movie yesterday, The Post, mm. and uh, Steven Spielberg has spun out another gem, I must say. What and a movie. For all journalists. It reminded me, not just a journalist, I think I saw so many people in the hall. And uh, I saw journalists, of course, and uh, even for the non-journalist, I mean, it's the magic of, uh, you know, sp uh, Getting and uh, getting a story, a big story. Right. So and uh, and the magic of the newsroom mm. that he has is beautifully done. I think I That's will suggest right. everybody to see this movie. Hartosh ji, yeah, I think we've already. I think basically I'm staying with politics. The Express piece which lists out the pilgrimages, I. For once, I will say my own GSTN piece because I think it was important what it was saying about GSTN and where GSTN has filtered it. I again want to recommend, yeah, I know it is fashion, that I think everybody again, periodically, every two months of this government should go read the constitution properly. And I'm saying this because I want people to especially focus on what the constitution has said about minority rights, minority institutions. So much nonsense is spoken in the name of majoritarianism of what special privileges are given to minorities that we forget and see how the constitution itself has treated minority rights and separated them out from in a majoritarian state. To say that this is appeasement is to go away from the very basic nature of how the pact that formed us all as citizens. Hmm. And that deviation is what we are seeing in the most menacing form today. Okay, and Manisha? Um, so the Panzanan's Peace for News Laundry and the whole Aziz Ansari affair, I think it was uh, 
nice and the time uh, the new york times piece on it all right so on that note thank you for joining us on the hafta do subscribe spread the word all you mufat khors who are listening to this free version of the hafta come on subscribe because when the public pays the public is served and address pay address served Jonas on the hafta thank you panel thank you until next week goodbye thank you all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel